It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard live from Hamden on Scottish Cup final day. Hearts or Celtic, Craig Levine or Neil Lennon, Christoph Berra or Scott Brown, the single single or the treble treble. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me at the National Stadium this afternoon in the pouring rain is Gordon DL. But weather aside, it is set up for an absolute cracker. Yeah, looking forward to it, Gordon. Just under an hour, this place will be packed to the rafters. The atmosphere will be unbelievable. Two teams going for something different. Obviously, Celtic, another treble. Hearts, desperate to get a trophy under Craig Levine. I've got to say, the rain is coming down heavy. It's not affected the pitch. I'm looking at the pitch just now. It's absolutely fantastic. And I think we're in for an exciting 45 first minutes. 45, can we go extra time? Can we go penalties? Will it go all the way? We don't know yet. It's all set up here at the National Stadium in the studio. Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. History can be an inspiration or an irritation for Celtic today. It can weigh them down or it can lift them to new heights. May 25 is historically and permanently linked with the Lisbon Lions But it could now also be the date on which the present day Celtic team achieves something that will never be surpassed A treble, treble But Hearts are a proud club And they will not be at Hampden to facilitate Celtic's entry into anyone's history books They have their own aspirations They might be modest when set aside Celtic's ambition But those aspirations are no less firmly held Someone will cast a spell over this final Will it be H-E-A R-T-S Or C-E-L T-I-C Kickoff is fast approaching And breaking team news Coming from downstairs At Hamden Park Brought to us by Andrew McLean Yeah some real big team news Here as well We'll start with Hearts Uchi Ekpiezu Many people highlighting him As the danger man For Hearts today But if he's to do anything In this game It'll have to be for the bench No place in the starting 11 For him But there is a place In the starting 11 For 16 year old Aaron Hickey who comes in at left-back. It's a 4-5-1 for them. Bobby's Lamal in goal. Michael Smith, John Suter, Christoph Berra and Aaron Hickey across the back. It's Sean Clare, Peter Haring, Arnaud Jum, Ryan Edwards and Jake Mulraney across the midfield. And the lone striker is Stephen McLean. The substitutes, Doyle, Shaughnessy, Bazanich, Whiten, Ekpiezu, Cochrane and Burns. As for Celtic, massive team news for them as well. Kieran Tierney doesn't make the 18. So Johnny Hayes has to deputise at left-back. And on the left wing in front of him, it's Mikey Johnston that Neil Lennon has given the nod. A 4-2-3-1 for them. Scott Bain starts in goal. It's a back four of Mikael Lustig, Christopher Ayer, Joseph Simunovic and Johnny Hayes. Scott Brown and Callum McGregor, the holding midfielders, with James Forrest, Tom Rogic and Mikey Johnston in behind Odson Edward. The substitutes, De Vries, Toljan, Beton, Sinclair, Cham, Benkovic and Karamoko Dembele. The referee for this one at Hamden is Willie Collum. Big team news, big talking points. Mark Wilson, start with Celtic for us. What do you make of that starting 11, the squad, and of course the absence of Kieran Tierney? Well, I think it'll be a, a huge shock to most Celtic fans. Reading the press all week, it seemed like Kieran Tierney had been rested for a couple of weeks to try uh, and nurse him through for this cup final. And reading quotes and, and hearing bits and pieces, it seemed like that was the case, that there wasn't much training granted his week, that he was purely going to be wheeled out for this final. But whatever's happened in the last few days has managed to rule him out completely from this squad. So I do think it's a bow. I've said all season when Celtic don't have Kieran Tierney in the team, they look less of a threat going forward. Johnny Hayes has come in and done, I think he's done decent in games, but. 
I think he's he's been found out that that's not his position. He isn't an actual left back, so I, I think no doubt Hearts will, will see that as an opportunity to get down that side along with Mikey Johnson in front of him. But in terms of the other places, I think it's it's a pretty solid team that everyone would expect. Mikey Johnson probably the the only other one that you would question whether it be him or Scott Sinclair. But putting form first, you know, Mikey Johnson played out of position at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago in the right wing back position thought he looked a bit better when he went more natural but no doubt he was a standout player on the park last week against Hearts coming up with two goals and he'll be the threat that Neil Lennon's looking for to go forward and drive at that Hearts defence so I think the rest picks himself I think it's a a very very strong Celtic team James Forrest back in the side is a huge plus because like Tierney without him Celtic are, are a much weaker side Um and he'll come up against young Aaron Hickey, so that'll be a big test for the, the young Hearts fullback. Uh, Alex Ray, when you look at it from a Hearts perspective, yeah. naturally Kieran Tierney is a loss for Celtic, but Hearts have serious injury problems of their own. If you think back to that fantastic winning run at the start of the season, if you told Hearts fans you'll get to the Scottish Cup final, but you'll have to do it without Stephen Naismith and Uche Ikpiatsu, that clearly uh, makes their job a lot more difficult this afternoon. Yeah, without doubt, Gordon, I think that's a big blow for Craig Levine. I think when you look at the team, what an opportunity for Aaron Hinkley, 16-year-old. What a great uh, showcase. He'll be up against the player of the year in James Forrest, so he'll have to be on top form. They're obviously missing Ollie Lee as well in the Midley Park who got injured last week. It's an opportunity for guys like Edwards to come in, Sean Clare, Stephen McLean. Who would have thought when he was joining a year ago to Hearts that he would be leading the line in the Scottish Cup final a year later? What a fabulous opportunity. Already won the Cup, Gordon, uh, many moons ago, I think when he was 16 or 17 as well. So it's an opportunity for these guys. They'll have to be at the top of their game to get anything against Celtic today. Their current form is really poor. I think when you go back to the semi-final, it was the last one, the 13th of April. So big, big afternoon for these Hearts players, but an opportunity to become legends uh, through in Edinburgh. Hugh Evans, the front of the match day programme, says the original since 1873 and a picture of that famous mm. old trophy. The rain might be pouring down, Hamden might have its critics, but there is still something special about Scottish Cup final day at the National Stadium. Yeah, the cup in Scotland that means what it has always meant to people. It's not like that down south, not like that in many other countries where it almost borders on an irrelevance but it means something here and both these clubs have their stories Hearts beat Celtic in the cup final of 1956 there is only one surviving member of either side alive and that's uh, Billy Craig who played for Celtic that day they have a proud history they have won this cup three times in the last 21 years beating Rangers Gretna Hibs they will want to Create a major shock today Because it would be a major shock If Hearts defeated Celtic I'll give you the cliched response If I had said to you on day one of the season Celtic can get a treble treble By playing a Hearts side Minus two of their best players Forced to play a 16 year old from the start You would have said Thank you very much I'll take that It's that kind of response That Hearts have to overcome today If they can yeah, I mean, here's one for you guys. Everyone can get involved in this. I'm wondering about Celtic's position as they go into this because they've clearly been over the course many times in, in recent seasons. We all know the stories. They've not lost a cup game since, since Brendan Rodgers came in. How much is that a comfort and when does it start to become a burden? It's a comfort if Celtic go one up uh, because yeah. they will then feel that history is on their side. Fate is its accomplice 
And they will feel confident of going on from there Against a Hearts team, Gordon Who are sixth in the league Until you look at the league table And realise they don't have as many points as the team Who are seventh in the league table A Hearts team who have won one of their last nine matches And a Hearts team who are trying to take on The team who have won eight domestic trophies in succession Over a three year period Going for a ninth I think the biggest factor in this game here today is going to be the first goal. You're right, I think if Celtic get it, the nerves go away, like they, they showed at Aberdeen that day when Aberdeen won top. Celtic got the goal and they looked a different side. If Hearts can manage to get the first goal in this cup final, it gives them something to hold on to and it puts a little bit more pressure on Celtic to get back into the game and try and get the treble treble. So I think today, the most important thing as the first goal If Celtic get it I think they'll be very comfortable And they'll go and lift the treble Compl- If Hearts get it I think it'll be a difficult afternoon for Celtic Yeah, complacency as well does Because I think if you look at all the Celtic's cup finals Over this last three years On paper This is the easiest one It looks like the easiest one Against a side who are who are pr- playing pretty poorly Who have been ravaged by injuries you know, a young 16-year-old at left-back who looks a very good player but still inexperienced. And when you compare that to playing Motherwell last year and you're playing Aberdeen through the years, this one looks easiest. And it's important that the Celtic players don't go out there thinking that this will be the easiest. It's important that they go out there thinking that will be the toughest. You know, to go over the line for the triple treble is going to be the toughest game and it's important to start the right way. And like you're saying, Daz, if they get the first goal... I said on Thursday night, I can't see there being a way back in it for Hearts. I think Celtic will be too strong. Hearts' confidence will dip and Celtic will eventually run away with it. On the other hand, if Hearts get a goal, then the crowd become restless. The Celtic players become a wee bit more nervy and it makes for a very, very interesting game. For me, it's a, it's a stonewaller for Celtic today, Hugh. I'm looking at the personnel that Celtic were talking about. Oh, you know, how the well they start. This is a team that have been over the course and distance. They've oh. got experience throughout their team. They've got guys who know the score up against the Hearts team. I even look at Jim, who's normally the most offensive one. He'll have to play a deeper role. There's too many anomalies for me for the Hearts team. The young left-back coming in against the best player in Scotland. I think it's a, a, it's a formality for Celtic. I, I agree with Martin in terms of being complacent. You can't be complacent, but these guys know how to get over the line. Yeah. And for me, it'll be a canter today. Well, Celtic going for their 27th successive cup win in three years. That, again, astonishing. Brendan Rodgers get 25 of them I beg your pardon, 24 Neil Lennon get two of them uh, But today going for 27 cup wins in a row It is consistency on yeah. a mind-blowing level And that has been the story of Celtic over these last three years Latterly, the fans have complained that the football is not the best to look at However, the consistency is staggering uh, Gordon Deal, when you look at a big game like this And you get handed the team lines as we have You always look for some key battles and you simply cannot ignore 16 year old Aaron Hickey not only has he been thrust into the Hearts first team which he he rarely features in he's been thrust into a Scottish Cup final against a player who in the eyes of his fellow professionals the journalists and the sponsors is the best player in the country how key is that battle going to be how big an afternoon for Aaron Hickey massive I think young Hickey will be in there there'll be a bit of nerves obviously he's getting up against Arguably the best player in Scotland, uh, as you know, has been shown this season with the awards that uh, Forrest has picked up. So that's going to be really vital. But he's a 16-year-old 
obviously Craig Levine believes in him, believes he's good enough to go out there and play. He has a good, good talent. But if I was Neil Lennon, I would be saying early on, get the ball wide to Forrest, and I'd be saying to Forrest, go and test the young lad, see what he's got. And I think the first 10-15 minutes is going to be vital for him. But I'm delighted to see young kids getting an opportunity. Obviously, you look at Celtic as well, on the bench, young Dumbelli has been put in there. So there's plenty of young talent going about. I think we're in for a great game. But you're talking about down the right-hand side. I think down the left-hand side, I think Celtic have got a bit of pace with Hayes and obviously Mikey Johnson, who scored a, a, a double last weekend. And you've got guys like Clare out there. I don't think he likes doing the the defensive part of the game. So that's going to be, I think the flanks are going to be so important. I know that all the guys, we talk about it every time a big game comes up and says the battle in the middle of the part is the most important. I think on the flanks this afternoon, probably will decide where this trophy's going. Let's divide it up then. Let's go youth and experience separately. So if we go youth and you talk about Mikey Johnson coming into the team, we've already spoke about Aaron Hickey. It's become very difficult to ignore Karamoko Dembele. You're told not to not to build him up and not to get carried away. You can't really ignore the young player, and he's on the bench this afternoon. Would you expect him to feature at some stage? Um, yeah, I, I think if he's going to be put on the bench, Gordon, he's not just there to sit and watch a game. Neil Lennon believes that he can contribute something. It'll be interesting to see how tactically Neil will look at it, whether they're winning or they're behind, they're having to chase a goal. But you've seen the young lad last week. The one thing he will do when he comes on, he will give everybody a spark. Everybody in the stadium will get a lift well, Celtic supporters and their players, because he's a terrific talent. And some of these touches last week were brilliant. So he deserves his place in the bench. Will we see him? That'll be up to the Celtic manager. The teams aren't out on the turf at hand, and yet, interestingly enough, well, Lee Griffiths is here. He's down in the tunnel area, suited, um, looking looking sharp for the occasion. So clearly not going to take part in a footballing sense, but he's here with the squad, with the club suit on, uh, and looking forward to what he will hope is a successful afternoon for his teammates today. Let's flip it then, Gordon. Let's go experience. We spoke about the mm. youngsters. If you're looking at those teams, we'll, we'll pick a couple from each side. How can you avoid Scott Brown? There's a big chance, many would agree, that at that podium just next to us, he will come and collect the trophy at the end of the afternoon yet again. And when you look at the, the, the number of honours he's won, nine Premiership titles, five League Cups, going for a fifth League Cup in Celtic colours this afternoon as well. How key will he be? Well, the guys were touching on uh, the beginning of the show. What a big loss for Celtic, Kieran Tierney. Now, Brown was touch and go up until probably yesterday and declared he was fit for a cup final. I think he is massive. Just with that experience, in the middle of the park, the way he plays, the way he controls things. And also, Gordon, if Celtic are a little bit flat, which they've been in recent weeks, He's the kind of guy that just goes and gets a grabby players and gets them on their toes and gets them playing and drives them on. So I think if I was going to lose a player between Scott Brown, you don't want to lose any of them, but if you're going to lose a player, I'd rather Tierney because I think Brown is so vital to what happens to Celtic. Feel well the Celtic captain's armband. The man who hopes that he goes up to pick up the trophy instead will be Christoph Berra. And if this game pans out the way many expect it to with Celtic attacking more often than not or Celtic being favourites how important is Christoph Berra John Suter is Lamal on the Hearts goal they are going to have to 
to step up to the plate and perform. Yeah, you, you know about Berra, he'll throw his body on the line for Hearts today. We've watched it many times, balls coming in from the wide areas, and he's the guy who just goes and attacks it and heads it away. He's the experienced guy in there with Suter, who I like. I think Suter's a fantastic player. I think that's a good partnership, but they'll need to be on their toes today because you would expect Celtic to have most of the possession. So they've got to know when to drop deep and make sure there's no balls allowed in behind. They've got to know when to squeeze up and try and give their midfield. He's the guy that will dictate that, Gordon. So he is massive for them. The two captains today, massive for both teams. And of course, Hugh Keevens, in many ways, it will be an emotional occasion, a date synonymous with Celtic Football Club and a day that they will pay, me uh, pay memory uh, to Billy McNeil and Stevie Chalmers as well. Without doubt, and some might argue that that puts a, a barely tolerable pressure on these Celtic players. However, history must act as your inspiration, not as your irritation. And they have to understand that they have been brought to Celtic because Celtic believe that they are a cut above the average player. That's why they're at Celtic. And I think they go this afternoon to the go-to guys. They've won 26 cup ties in a three-year period because of Brown, because of McGregor, because of Rogic, and I believe because of James Forrest. When the bombshell dropped and Brendan Rodgers left for Leicester City, Neil Lennon had to come in, give stability to the entire club, and then in his second match face a cup tie against Hibs at Easter Road. It was a game in which... James Forrest broke the deadlock with a stunning goal. When they got to the semi-final and played Aberdeen, it was James Forrest who broke the deadlock with a stunning goal. The go-to guys have taken them to the verge of the treble treble, the 27th Cup win in a row. They are the ones that Neil Lennon will rely on today to make sure that history is observed properly, respectfully, in the direction of Stevie Chalmers and Billy McNeil. A huge afternoon for Neil Lennon and Craig Levine. We're going to hear from both managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Less than 40 minutes to kick off at the National Stadium and that noise you hear is because Scott Brown has just led his Celtic team onto the park to go about their pre-match warm-up. Hearts are already out. The pitch is looking absolutely magnificent, Gordon Deal. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful, Gordon. You know, I don't like football, but I would easily go down there and put a pair of boots on well, and so get just back on let's, let's just clarify <laughs> I don't like playing now. You're, you're sort of, you're sort of in, the wrong, you're yeah. in the wrong movie. You don't like playing football, football. anymore, is what yes, you mean. Yes, yes, I don't Thanks like playing that. five a season stuff like that. But when you see a pitch like that and the condition it's in, it's an absolute joy for these players to run out on and they'll be looking forward to it. And I hope it is a good footballing game. Players just warming up. There'll be a bit of nerves. We've been there with the guys in the studio as well. We've played in Scottish Cup finals. And really, after a warm-up, you want to get in, you want to get your strip on, you want to get out there and you want to get started. And hopefully it's your day. Unfortunately for me, Gordon, two out of two, lost both. Mark Wilson, you <laughs> most recently experienced what these players are experiencing at the moment. What's going through your head at, at this point? It clearly is a long week, lots of media attention family and friends bothering you for tickets to the match you, you get here 
you eventually get the chance to go on the pitch what's going through your mind yeah listen at this time Gordon you're you're really wanting out there on the whistle to go because like you were saying there it's, it's, it's a long build up and I quite enjoyed the long build up of the week and the bit of difference that comes with it and the different press and but once it gets to Friday evening and Saturday even out there looking at the pitch looking at the surface and then going out for your warm up your, your mind is fully on the game and you're just wanting this over and done with till you get out there with your teammates and the whistle to go and once that whistle goes then everything else is blocked out you play it as a normal game you know you you just you just go about your business as usual you don't get lost in anything whether beforehand the nerves are definitely there you know especially for these Celtic but well for both sides I've been both sides Dundee United when I, I played against Celtic team where they had just lost in helicopter Sunday and it was a bit of a nothing season for them but there was still pressure on us people thought this is a great opportunity to get a Celtic team who aren't playing particularly well and there was a wee bit of pressure on us and we were nervous when we went out and we didn't perform and I've had it the other side where you go out and you're expected to perform like these Celtic players are today and that brings about a different sort of nerve so these these players who take the field the 22 players there'll be nerves in the tummy just now as they're going through their warm up but they'll definitely just want out there and the whistle to go Alex Ray, I think most people concede Celtic have a stronger yeah. squad. Therefore, I mean, on paper, they have better players. How much does mentality come into a Scottish Cup final? We spoke on the show this week. You have to go back a long, old time to find an example of a shock in a Scottish Cup final. We reckoned 1994. That was the consensus last night when Dundee United beat Rangers. Since then, when it gets to the final of the Scottish Cup, the teams who are used to winning things tend to do it. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. I think one of the key things for that is it's the size of the pitch, Gordon. That's the reason why there's not so many upsets because the te- the players who are technically better tend to get more space and as the game wears on, they utilise and pick teams off. That's he- that's the reason why I fancy Celtic so strong today, plus the mentality side that you just mentioned. Celtic have an abundance. When I look at the Hearts players, I just don't see that same resilience uh, to get them over the line. Now, for me, for Hearts to have any chance to win in this game today, It'll be purely down to set plays. You look at the key players there, it'll be Suter, Berra, Herring, Steve McLean. If they can produce... And one of the things that Hearts have done over the course of this season, Gordon, is that they have managed to come up with a little short corner. A wee one stood up to the back post and they'll have to do that today, but they have to get in that position where they can actually get into Celtic's final third and do not get camped on their own 18-yard box. Otherwise, it's going to be an extremely long afternoon. But, but last week at Celtic Park, um, we were mentioning the other day that Craig Levine actually started pressing Celtic a bit more than he has done at Celtic Park at Ibrox or Murrayfield even early on the season. And eventually they got the goal. They put Scott Bain under a wee bit of pressure. Yep. There were four players pressing in about the Celtic bat line and they get their rewards. I think if Hearts have any chance today, it's got to be similar. High I think, I, Yeah, I, I think if they... Now, of course there comes a danger with that that Celtic pick you off but also if you just sit in your 18 yard box Celtic have got the players that if you you let them come on to you time and time again they will wear you down and eventually score and I think that's the problem the Hearts fans have the fear that they have that Craig Levine will set up like that once again and it'll be a non-event for them Um, so I think it's important that he goes out and actually tries to win the game rather than contain Celtic for as long as he can because that's a dangerous game a football fan has just leaned over our shoulders at the National Stadium and said, where's Hugh Evans?" <laughs> so go on, Hugh Evans. What have you got to say for yourself? Uh, I'd love to be there with you. That's what I have to say for myself. But uh, I'm happy to assess the match from a distance. And my assessment, Gordon, would be that if Hearts are to win, they have to make a mockery 
and I mean a mockery of fate and logic because they started the season on fire as a result of having Stephen Naismith enjoying an Indian summer. They get 19 points out of their first 21 and were being spoken of as championship contenders. They end the season minus Naismith, minus Ikpiatsu, minus Oli Lee and in sixth place with less league points than the team in seventh place. That's how their season has turned on its head. They have a 16-year-old at fullback. They have a 36-year-old old enough to be the 16-year-old's father playing <laughs> up front in Stephen McLean. Celtic have the player of the year who has cleaned up the honours system, James Forrest. He's won everything with the exception of the Eurovision Song Contest and you feel that he might have won it had he been in it. So they have that. They have the £9 million centre forward in Edward. They have the other go-to guys in McGregor, Rogic and Scott Brown, the captain. Forrest going for his 17th medal as a Celtic player today. If Hearts are to win, they have to make a mockery of all of that. That's a and tall Craig, order. And Craig Levine will have to come up with a master plan. Let's hear from both managers then. This technically is sees Hearts as the home side, if you like. It's a Hearts against Celtic Scottish Cup final. So let's start with the thoughts of Craig Levine. Had some really good performances sporadically throughout the season. And that's what uh, sounds... There's one thing that frustrated me in, in our league form, but it actually gives me some hope uh, in this situation because I don't feel that our run of form has any bearing whatsoever on what we will do on on uh, Saturday. It sounds a bit counterintuitive, but it gives me it gives me a great hope that that as we've beaten Celtic already, we can do it again. And of course the man up against Craig Levine, old sparring partners, let's hear from Neil Lennon. These players have handled the one-off games brilliantly, I mean I don't know how many they are now unbeaten, 27-28 and it's, you know, in cup ties you could have a bad day, you could make a mistake, you know, and these guys have been really focused and concentrated, it's a magnificent run and, you know, we want it to continue. That's about the game, I mean the players are aware of what's at the end of it, you know, I don't need to tell them that, I think it's important we play the game and not the occasion. Gordon Diel, a lot of the focus so far has been on the 22 players, mm. the, the substitutes. We can't forget that all those two guys are going to have to play this afternoon. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got to get their teams in their balance right. I think the, the lads uh, said in the studio, I think Levine will go with a pressing game. I think he'll try and press high, uh, Celtic high up the pitch and put Celtic's back four under goalkeeper under a little bit of pressure. But when you're a manager, you just hope that your players go out there following instructions. If they don't, then you earn your money, Gordon, by simply making changes, whether it's tactically on the pitch or a substitution that will turn the game for you, that will win the game. So, yes, they have a big part to play. Um, I was listening to Hugh putting all the stats there together. I think recent form for both teams and a cup final, especially a Scottish Cup final on the last day of the season, goes right out the window. I think it's completely different. Uh, I do fancy Celtic. I think they'll be very strong favourites. But I think Alex Wright, if Hearts are going to get a goal, I think it could be a set play. Hugh Keevens, we are record breakers ourselves this afternoon. 32 minutes into the show and no one has yet mentioned Neil Lennon's future. Yes. How big an afternoon <laughs> is it with regards to that? I don't think that this one game determines Neil Lennon's future, whether he becomes the full-time as opposed to interim manager of Celtic. But I think there has been a reluctance to go public on what's going to happen until this game is over. 
because where hearts to win confound the odds confound logic the Celtic supporters would say lost to Rangers a couple of weeks ago now lost a cup final to a team who are 6th or 7th depending on how you look at it and I don't think that would look good I think then there might be an opportunity for Dermot Desmond to speak to Peter Lawwell and Neil Lennon however if Neil Lennon wins this convincingly today then I see no reason why he cannot go from interim to permanent manager because the alternatives who have been spoken about speculated over I don't think are attainable targets David Moyes is but I'm not sure that the Celtic fans want him either Mark Wilson you've always been fairly consistent on this your general take seems to be that Celtic will lose a cup game eventually and therefore if it did go wrong today that shouldn't be enough to derail Neil Lennon's chances of getting the job that may well be true but we can't get away from the, the, the PR aspect of it if this goes wrong for Celtic today the fans are already split over Neil Lennon it's very difficult to imagine a scenario where they turn around on Monday afternoon announce him as the manager and everyone gets behind the idea straight away yeah listen Gordon I totally agree with that I think if he did lose today I would and he did get the job going to get the job on Monday there's no doubt about it it would make his second permanent spell in charge a lot more difficult to start with and it would it would just intensify the start of next season for him and make it absolutely crucial he gets off to the best possible start so um, it's a strange one I still do find it strange Gordon why or how the fans are so divided on this and why they're so against Neil Lennon I get that Brendan Rodgers was a big Hollywood appointment and it brought 13 or 15,000 in to herald his arrival at Celtic Park in scenes that I'd certainly never seen before but I don't think then every other appointment needs to be of similar stature to that I, I said on Thursday night if you've got a coach like Neil Lennon who can get the job done and has won league titles and got to the Champions League last 16 brought in good players along the way and sold them on for millions of pounds that you know the club are sitting on at the minute then why would you be against a guy like that getting a job? Now, Neil's had his, his say this week and he's he's been saying, well, it isn't my team, it's Brendan Rodgers' team. And I think he's correct in that. I think it's difficult for a manager to go in at any time, whether that is a relegation battle with a team or a team trying to get over the line. And you're, you're, you're putting your tactics across to players, albeit good players, that you've not signed and you've not worked with for a long time. So I... You know, he's right in saying that And I just can't get my head around Why these Celtic fans are so against the point It will make it difficult for him If he loses this But I'm still of the opinion That he should be given the job Alex Ray listening to Neil Lennon In the build up to these big games He's very clear about it being all about You know, the 90 minutes And he can't think about the bigger picture I think most people would certainly Agree with that sentiment Is, is that easy done? Is, is can it be put to one side during the 90 minutes well I think I think he's professional enough and he's been over this this particular road before Gordon so I think he can put it aside but I actually think this whole thing is wearing Neil down you, you haven't he constantly uh, bat it off he's constantly trying to put statistics out there to try and convince people when the actual statistics are up until the Rangers game he hadn't even lost a game so when you look at all that it's, it's it must be a really difficult position for Neil Lennon to be in He's just trying to see this over the line. He's even saying that he's gone holiday on Tuesday, whatever way this lands, purely to try and distance himself from it. But it's a 
particular difficult scenario for everyone And I mean with the Celtic board as well Because how they handle this going forward There'll be elements We've heard it on this show where say We want Neil Lennon He's took us over the line He's got us to the 8th the, the title on the bounce If he gets the, the cup today He's been fulfilled his remit And that goes back to me where He stepped up to the plate when asked He's got them over the line and where would their loyalty be if they turn round on Monday and go, thanks very much, Neil. See you later. We're bringing the next His- guy in. Historically, Neil Lennon should tick every box to be the Celtic manager. Iconic Celtic player, Seville 2003. Iconic Celtic manager, Barcelona, Celtic Park, Tony Watt, last 16. Ordinarily, he would be a shoe in. However, the sea change occurred when Brendan Rodgers came The stellar appointment A manager on money that was astronomical by Scottish standards A manager who had taken a club like Liverpool To within a whisker of the English Championship The bar was raised and considerably mm. And now some Celtic fans And Gordon I stress and underline Some Celtic fans Think that the appointment of Neil Lennon Would be lowering the bar again well, it's a big afternoon for Neil Lennon, it's a big afternoon for Craig Levine, it's a big afternoon for the players, but on an occasion like this, let's not forget the supporters. Our reporter Andrew McLean has been out and about outside Hamden, soaking up the atmosphere and getting a feel for how the fans think this one's going to go. Well, I'm outside Hamden here at the moment, soaking up the atmosphere. Soaking is probably the right word for it because the rain is absolutely hammering down here so far. But there is plenty of fans still floating about as we build up to kick off. Many of them making their way to where I am at the moment, the front steps, to take pictures of the massive hearts and Celtic banners on the front doors. Hearts are advertised as the home team here, so we'll start with them. They're looking to summon the spirit of 2012. They're looking to lift the trophy for the ninth time. And with David here, he's a Hearts fan. How much of a chance do you give your side today? I think we give ourselves uh, every chance. I mean, obviously, we're here to win it, so it's a 50-50 chance today who's going to win it. I mean, obviously, Celtic are uh, going for that treble-treble and Hearts are here to upset that party, basically. So I think based on 2012, that's where it's going to go is today. So I think we've got every chance to do it today. I feel confident that we can come away with something today. If you're going to do the job today, who are the danger men? Who needs to be on form? Well, obviously, big man Uche, he needs to be the main man today. Uh, Peter Harry needs implement, he's instrumental in that midfield. Uh, so, I mean, Bobby Burns, Cochrane, if he gives all the young guys a chance, I think these can run it. I mean, Mulroney, Jamie Mulroney, we saw him in the semi-final, loves it down that wing. So, I think we can give him for money. We just need to get him from the foot, from the offset and see what can happen. Prediction? Oof. 2-1 Hearts, 90th minute winner. Well, as for Celtic, they're on the brink of, of course, an unprecedented treble-treble. It's taken them 140 games to get to this point where they could bag a ninth successive trophy. And with Robert, uh, a Celtic fan here, how much would it mean to the Celtic fans if they could clinch the treble-treble today? Quite nervous myself at the moment for it, but I think it's going to be um, one of those special moments that will go back down in history. To be able to go on and win a triple-treble, I think it's just going to be something that's never ever going to be done again and we're lucky enough to have the opportunity to come here and also watch it and hopefully we can get it over the line and celebrate you know you said you were quite nervous how do you see this game going today um, I think it's going to be a tight game I think we might be looking at both teams scoring and hopefully Celtic just nipping it um, nearly death we've got a lot of late goals this season um, I think maybe 13 or 14 goals after the 80th minute so um, I'd be happy with that today prediction 2-1 Celtic Well the scene is well and truly set for this one I'm certainly looking forward to it 3 o'clock kickoff here at Hampton Scott Brown's finished his warm up he's gone back in the tunnel Christoph Berra is about to join him and we're going to hear from both captains next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. 15 minutes until the showpiece event of the Scottish football season. It's the Scottish Cup final here at Hampden between Hearts and Celtic and Gordon Duncan. Gordon DL is alongside me and back in the studio, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. Guys, just let me share a story with you from the National Stadium. Isn't it funny how certain people just attract certain things? We've been having a bit of technical difficulty here with the monitor in front of us. We were getting pictures of the football action. It disappeared, and then we had Gordon Deals alongside me, and as you would have it, we ended up on uh, some channels that aren't suitable for this time in the afternoon. So, <laughs> just truly, truly incredible. That was that switched that on. <laughs> Even by I've his own standards. I've got the remote control. Uh, he really is. He's a, he's a remarkable individual. He really, really is. But anyway, back to the football, because that's far more important. Uh, Christoph Berra and Scott Brown. They'll play a big part today as the captains. Let's hear from them both, starting with Christoph Berra. We've always got a big performance in us. We've been working hard on the training pitch. Um, on things we want to do and I think if we can try and put those things we've been working on in, onto the match and with a bit of lady luck you know we've, we've got every chance I've had some big games in my career obviously from a national team I don't think there would be a, a better occasion and uh, highlighting my career than them um, lifting a, a trophy for hearts you know I'm not getting any younger so these these opportunities will won't be as much in the next two or three years football sometimes you take it for granted especially when you're younger and you don't realise that there's very few players who will have opportunities to win silverware. In Scotland at the moment, it's obviously Celtic are dominating the domestic scene, and down England, you know, it's Man City, Liverpool. So and if you're not in that kind of bracket, it's very um, few and far between. So um, they get every opportunity, you know, you've got to give your all. The atmosphere is really building now, both sets of fans in fine voice as they wait on the teams emerging. Here's Scott Brown. Watching that game, I was a little bit jealous that. They were in a cup final and we weren't, but um, from then, got a, Brendan came in, changed our mindset, saying that we can come to Hamden because we, we don't have a great track record at Hamden before that. He's changed our mindset, saying how we can play at Hamden, how we can improve and how we can go on and win. And since he's came in, we won seven trophies on the trot. Now Neil's here and we need to make sure that we put that to nine trophies on the trot for him and show that... What Brendan's done, he's pushed us onto another level as well. A great man, management more than anything. He came in, spoke to us, and uh, made us believe in ourselves as well. And that's what he done. That's Neil's very good at motivating as well, and he'll do that before the game. Too. Mark Wilson, I'm wondering what type of captain Scott Brown is on an occasion like this. How important does he become? Oh, listen, he's huge. He's proved that, Gordon, over over many years now at Celtic. You know, eight league trophies. <laughs> You're not a bad captain or a bad leader if you lead your club to that, but. I think it's especially important in days like this where, you know, a lot is riding on it. It's a one game, it's a one-off. You know, we always say the league takes care of itself over the course of 38 games, but these occasions are one-off and anything can happen. So if you don't quite start properly, then it's his responsibility on the part. The manager can only do so much, and especially where the Hamden dugouts and technical areas are, it's quite difficult to get your point across. But for Scott Brown, he's the important guy on the park that that sets the example you know the, the players take their lead from him and if things aren't going right um, during the game he's the one to drag players through and you, and you see it when, when he's not on the side you look to the other individuals and you think who else in that Celtic team can do it you know quality players but they don't really drag each other through the way that Scott Brown does so in the dressing room just now it'll be important going round the players reminding them 
what their duty is and their role is and how they've got over the line before. Just reminding them, but his job really starts when he crosses the white line. A real sense of occasion here at Hamden as the famous old trophy is brought out of the tunnel held jointly by Gary Locke and Jim Craig. Gary Locke takes it first, turns to the Hearts fans, holds it above his head to a great reception and Jim Craig does the same. So both sets of fans really, really getting in the mood and we're going to build up to kick off next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Seven minutes to kick off between Hearts and Celtic in the Scottish Cup final at hand. And I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me at the National Stadium is Gordon DL. And Gordon, listeners might think we are duty bound to say these things and we're going to say it anyway just to try and bum up the occasion. But truly a spectacular atmosphere inside Hamden. A 50-50 split in terms of tickets. Both sets of fans absolutely going for it. A sea of green and white to our right. A sea of maroon and white to our left. The stadium looks magnificent. The fans are in fine voice. And hopefully we're about to get a match to equal that occasion. Yeah, and I think we will, Gordon. But you're right in the build-up. When the players come walking out onto that pitch, the nerves will be really hitting them because the atmosphere here this afternoon is credible this is what Scottish Cup final day is all about both sets of fans have come along here to support our team and hope they can go and lift that fabulous trophy that we can see in front you even look onto the picture now with all the photographs of players' hearts and then Celtic to the right the banners, the young kids on there the atmosphere is ter- terrific the pitch is terrific hopefully we'll get a terrific game uh, and Mark Wilson as the players are in that dressing room right now or they'll probably be making their way to the tunnel area do you see all different types of characters who just are some outspoken some go into their shells yeah, different I'll, levels of focus I'll ask them without a doubt Gordon you get the, the maniacs who are shouting and screaming you get a couple <laughs> of them you know and you get a couple who are more reserved uh, quiet sat down and you know gather their thoughts I was I was the latter Hugh that would sit down and would you uh, would you care to name a maniac a maniac uh, listen at this point Scott Brown's very vocal when he's in the in the changing room especially in the tunnel you know you see him with that stare and he's not really saying anything but just before he's gone out he's very vocal in, in terms of getting the boys up for it other past captains the same but um, a real mix like Gordon says so it's an interesting place the changing rooms in cup final day because characters tend to come out a wee bit more than they would for a, a normal run of the mill week game and just as we await the arrival of the teams Andrew McLean will quickly recap those starting 11s for us yeah for Hearts it's Uche Igbezu is not in the starting lineup. he's on the bench starting lineup is a 4-5-1 Bobby's Lamal in goal a back four of Michael Smith John Suter Christoph Berra and Aaron Hickey with Sean Clare, Peter Haring, Arnau Jim, Ryan Edwards and Jake Mulraney across the midfield. Stephen McLean, the lone striker. The substitute, Doyle, Shaughnessy, Tazanich, Whiten, Ekpiezu, Cochran and Barnes. There's no Kieran Tierney for Celtic. Johnny Hayes in at left back, a 4-2-3-1 for them. Scott Bain in goal, a back four of Mikhail Lustig, Christopher Iyer, Joto Simunovic and Johnny Hayes. Scott Brown and Callum McGregor, the holding midfielders, James Forrest, Tom Rogic and Mikey Johnson in behind Odson Edward. The substitutes, Debris, Toljan, Beaton, Sinclair, Cham, Benkovic and Dembele. The referee for this one here at Hamden is Willie Collum. And the scene really is set. The players are in the tunnel. All the pre-match talking is done. And now it is showtime. Neil Lennon leads out his Celtic team, or he's certainly about to. He's got the suit on. Craig Levine is alongside him. Scott Brown with that ever-present glare in his eye as he prepares to lead the teams out and here they come listen to that noise referee Willie Collum 
leads the teams out at Hamden. A spectacular show of pyrotechnics, fireworks, flames, banners, badges, flags. The colour is there. The atmosphere is here, Gordon. What an occasion this is. Uh, it's absolutely incredible, Gordon. I've never seen scenes like this before. And both teams walking out onto the pitch. They'll be taking it all in. They'll be soaking up the atmosphere. Looking at Neil Lennon in the tunnel there. He was very concentrated in what he was about to do. He's waving up to his family, blowing them kisses. He looks very relaxed. Craig Levine's the exact same, but I'm sure the nerves will really be hitting them now. And they'll be looking forward just to getting everything done on the pitch, shaking hands, go to their, either side of their fans, applaud them, and let's get this game on because we have got some atmosphere in Hamden this afternoon. Who's going to be the main man for you this afternoon? I think the big battle will be down the, the left-hand side, obviously, of Hearts with Young Hickey, 16-year-old, up against a James Forrest, player of the year, won everything that was going on this season. He's a big player for Celtic, and if Celtic can give him the ball and he can produce, then I think Celtic will have the edge. Right, Hugh Keevans, your final thoughts? This is a day when Neil Lennon has to say to his Celtic players, would you like to come off the park having disappointed the Celtic supporters on the date of all dates in Celtic's history when they are wearing tracksuits which say McNeil and Chalmers on them when they have the opportunity to win the treble treble would you like to be the player to walk off the park having failed to do so and I don't believe that Celtic will fail McNeil, Chalmers, the support and Neil Lennon I believe that Celtic will win 3-1 so much at stake here inside the National Stadium. The photographs just getting taken down in front of us. Will they be collector's items? Will they be signs of regret for the losing side? Celtic just getting ready over on our right-hand side, you would imagine, to go into that pre-match huddle. Various smoke bombs going off to our right. In fact, the Celtic end behind the goal engulfed in smoke at the moment. Green and white smoke bombs. The five and the nine in memory of Billy McNeil and Stevie Chalmers make up the fan display hearts here in their numbers as well making plenty of noise and we know what's at stake this afternoon is it going to be the single single as Craig Levine calls it or is it going to be the treble treble for Celtic it'll either be Craig Levine it'll be Neil Lennon it could be Christoph Berra it could be Scott Brown so many questions and we're about to find out the answers Gordon Deal. yeah and we're all looking forward to it we just hope obviously the game matches the atmosphere Gordon because this has been absolutely incredible an experienced referee and Willie Collum will try and handle it the first 15-20 minutes so important who starts the better who gets the confidence who dominates the game and I think it will be Celtic as they get into their huddle just before kick-off the atmosphere's cranked up I just think there's battles all over the place I think that Hearts will try and press Celtic they will try and put them into a mistake they will try and get that first goal because if Hearts have any chance of lifting this Scottish Cup today they have got to score first I don't think they can do it you said 3-1 I'm going more comfortable 3-0 for Celtic for me and Celtic still in that huddle as they come out of the huddle Scott Brown leads them leaps into the air and the Celtic fans and Hearts fans right up for this one Scott Brown the Celtic captain Christoph Berra the Hearts captain it's going to be Odson Edward who gets us underway Willie Collum is the man in the middle one final check one look at the watch one blow of the whistle and it's showtime 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Phil Time, Hearts 1, Celtic 2. Celtic are history makers. An Odson Edward double sees Celtic come from behind to seal the Scottish Cup and an historic treble, treble for Neil Lennon's side. It wasn't a first half with many talking points, in fact. Very few at all to we'll get to where the action started and that was with a Ryan Edwards goal inside the second half. Arnold June was involved, a low shot was blocked, it fell to Edwards. He's had an up and down season but he made no mistake finishing the ball into the back of the net to make it hearts in front. Celtic looked rattled but they struck back through the penalty effort from Odson. Edward. There was hesitation, Bobby's Lamal brought him down in the box, the keeper eventually did go the right way, but Odson Edward's spot kick found the bottom corner to draw Celtic level, and that really swung the match on 82 minutes. The winner and that man, Odson Edward again, it was a simple header forward, it was missed by Christoph Berra, John Suter played the Frenchman onside, and he made no mistake with the finish, high beyond Lamal to finish Hearts 1, Celtic 2, a treble treble, and they got there in the end, Gordon Deal. Yeah, incredible, incredible game at the end there, Gordon. You've got to hand it to this Celtic team. Congratulations to them. When they're below par, they find a way to win games. And that's what happened today. When Hearts took the lead, you think, this has got to be really difficult. But they dug in, they kept working, they were patient, they waited for their chance. You're looking at your big players. I said about Rogic, for instance, didn't show up the final of the day. You've got a nine million pound centre forward. You are depending on him now to get you back into the game. That's exactly what he did. And then when he went through one and one, you're thinking the cup is now Celtic because it was a great finish. And you've got to say all the congratulations go to Celtic. Treble, treble winners, and they will certainly enjoy their Saturday night. Hugh Keevans, a treble, treble, a ninth domestic trophy in a row. They continue to dominate the domestic scene here in Scotland. Give us your thoughts. I'll tell you what I won't do, Gordon, at the moment. I will not go into who should be the manager, who should go, who should stay. My thoughts are, first of all, congratulations to Celtic on the treble, treble. I don't think it will ever, ever be done again in Scottish football. And resilience has been the key for Celtic since the day and hour Brendan Rodgers left for Leicester City. And that's why I feel that Neil Lennon is due gratitude from the Celtic supporters. He stabilised the club. The football at times was not pretty. Today it was singularly unattractive, but he got the job done. As he got the job done for eight in a row for Celtic. Now... It's for others to decide what happens next. But first and foremost, a season which has been marked by the deaths of two important players in the club's history, Stevie Chalmers, Billy McNeil, uh, which has been marked by the sudden departure of Brendan Rodgers for English football. They've held it together and they have won the treble. And I think we should live in the moment. And later on, when the phones open up, we can talk about the future, but right now, in the moment, congratulations to Celtic. Nine domestic trophies in three years is, incons- is consistency on a breathtaking scale. 
Scott Brown was booked in the aftermath of that game. A bit of a wind-up with Uchi Ikpiatsu. It doesn't matter much in the big picture. It finished Hearts 1, Celtic 2. The Scottish Cup is in the bag. The treble treble is in the bag. And now it's over to you to have your say. 0141 951 1025. Give us a call. We'll hear from you and we'll get the trophy lift next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Welcome back to Hander on the day. Celtic secured the Scottish Cup, their third in a row, their ninth consecutive domestic trophy in a row. And that means one thing, an historic treble. Treble has been the top for much of the season and they got over the line this afternoon. It may not have been a vintage performance, but they did what winners do and they found a way to win the match this afternoon. Hearts have gone up, they've collected their runners-up medals. They probably, Gordon DL, competed as well as anyone expected them to going yeah. into this game. And in the end, it just wasn't quite enough. I think before the kick-off, everybody, apart from heart supporters, players and management staff, thought that this was going to be an easy victory for Celtic. And Hearts, when they went 1-0 up, um, I thought just for a minute they're going to spoil the party here this afternoon. They could actually go on and win this. But take nothing away from a Celtic side, Gordon. Yeah, was it pretty today? No, it wasn't. It wasn't about good football. It was about getting over a line once again. It's about digging deep, getting your big players to produce and win that cup, and they have achieved that. And here comes Celtic. A very, very familiar walk for Scott Brown and these Celtic players. It looks like Mikael Lustig will come up alongside Scott Brown. Will this be his last game for Celtic? That's the other intriguing thing about a Scottish Cup final. You just don't know who survives for the following season but Scott Brown poised ready to climb those famous steps and get his hands once again on that famous old trophy the Celtic fans making their feelings for Scott Brown absolutely clear singing his name as he takes that familiar walk up the stairs followed by Mikael Lustig Scott Bain Callum McGregor Scott Sinclair Johnny Hayes Simunovic Beaton Forrest Rogic all the players have put so much in on the pitch today with a big cast, it has to be said, of suited Celtic players who did not make the squad uh, this afternoon. You can hear Scott Brown is first up. He gets the medal placed around his neck. The Celtic fans have gone a little bit early, I think, but Scott Brown gives Mikael Lustig the high five. He puts one hand on the trophy, as does the Swedish defender. And up it goes. He raises it high into the dull sky above Hamden this afternoon. But you can't wipe the smile off those Celtic players' faces. Scott Brown... So often a winner in the green and white of Celtic and you can see what that one means to him and Mikael Lustig who roars in delight as he gets to share in the big moment and Gordon Biel after a long, long hard season that started way back in July with those European qualifiers, a real roller coaster. You could be here all night going through all the twists and turns but it ends in a Scottish Cup final and a treble treble. Yeah, absolutely terrific for Celtic and Scott Brown never gets fed up doing what he does best for Celtic just now, getting up and lifting trophies, and the smile on his face, and just watching him after the final whistle, Gordon, he just lost it for about five minutes, because it meant so much to him, I know that he's won a lot of things with Celtic, but this was the treble treble, this was the game, he knew how important this was, and they're going to celebrate, they're going to enjoy their break, and then back to hard work again, because they're winners, and you've got to say, they had to really dig deep to do and the quality that they showed in the end with Edward's two goals was fantastic and well done to them. Duke Evans is quite a spectacular numbers game for Celtic at the moment. It's a ninth consecutive trophy, it's a treble treble as we know, but for some of those individuals, for Scott Brown, 
for James Forrest even the likes of Callum McGregor starting to close in as well the number of trophies these guys have won in their Celtic career is quite staggering Odson Edward getting a, a real cheer there as the match winner on the day Hugh well you do it all by the numbers Gordon eight league titles in a row nine domestic trophies in a row sorry Hugh sorry to interrupt here comes Neil Lennon he's enjoying this moment what will the future hold for him in the ma- at the moment it's all about the present he keeps the fans waiting raises that famous old trophy above his head with a massive massive grin on his face towards the Celtic fans he's clearly soaking in the moment Hugh yep eight in a row league titles nine in a row domestic trophies 27 cup ties in a row undefeated all in a three year period the likes of which we will never see again I do not think you'll have to first of all pay tribute to these players to the go-to guys to the guys who came in all the way down to a 16 year old kid who played last week against Hearts Karamoko Dembele and you have to pay tribute to Brendan Rodgers for doing the majority of the work but also give gratitude to Neil Lennon for coming in keeping Celtic stable the day that Brendan Rodgers left was the day that Celtic could have been destabilised and I'm looking at Dermot Desmond who does not attend many Celtic matches but is there beside Peter Lawwell and now they are looking on and thinking okay eight in a row titles nine in a row domestic trophies 27 in a row cup ties undefeated how do we keep this run going and that is for Dermot Desmond Peter Lawwell and Neil Lennon to determine I think over the next 48 hours and this is the bit the players really enjoy they're on the winner's podium the confetti is absolutely everywhere as is the champagne the pyrotechnics behind them they are enjoying this moment and rightly so savouring it all Neil Lennon said a couple of weeks ago there's a generation of Celtic fans who think they win things all the time well that certainly is the way that it feels for these Celtic players at the moment and remember you can have your say it's been a memorable season so give us a call right now what did you make of today's game what about the achievement what about the season as a whole share it with us 0141 951 1025 Mark Wilson and Alex Ray from a player's perspective sum up the achievement well obviously it's remarkable Gordon what these players have achieved over the last three years their consistency has been out of this world you know and I don't think I'm with you I don't think we'll ever see the likes of this again in, in our league and if you look at it over the course of three years what they've done in their first year when they won, they were they were playing some incredible, attractive football. They were great to watch, and they won at Canner, albeit with with Tom Rogic's goal uh, in the last settings last year. Slightly different again. They they weren't the same team, but they scored some spectacular goals and had some great performances to get them through and over the line. And it finished with a cup final, Motherwell with some great goals. And this year has been slightly different again. They haven't been great since the start of the season. There's been many poor performances, and that's including when Brendan Rodgers was the manager also. But they showed a different way to win. You can't always win trophies in games playing sparkling football and winning 5-0 every week. And I think that the best thing about this Celtic team this year, under Brendan Rodgers and latterly under Neil Lennon in the tail end of the season, where it really mattered, is they got over the line. Winning ugly. Even today, I thought they were poor today, their performance. But when they needed it, when they needed a couple of goals, they came up with a couple of goals. 
to win the historic treble and that's what's so good about the team over three years they've won each treble in different ways in my opinion and I don't think any of them should be less satisfying than the one before I think when you look back on it it's a terrific achievement and I think once again if we're going to chat about the job later on Neil Lennon has, has put himself firmly in pole position to get the job by winning this and not winning it pretty but winning it and that's what he is a serial winner I would say this to you as well Gordon this day as the display behind the goal at the Celtic end of Hamden signified was also about Stevie Chalmers and Billy McNeil Billy McNeil said there was a fairy tale aspect attached to Celtic that was his belief as player and manager and the fairy tale aspect came to the fore today and also the goals that were scored, the penalty and the finish executed by Odson Edward, Stevie Chalmers would have been proud to have scored both of those. So they did honour, in the end, the memory of Stevie Chalmers and Billy McNeil and that was what today was also about. Alex Ray. Yeah, congratulations to Celtic on another treble. Gordon, it wasn't pretty today, but no one will remember that. This is all about the occasion, retaining this trophy. And a lot of these guys will go away in the summer holidays. This is the benchmark that Celtic are setting time after time. And the teams who are trying to catch them, Gordon, have to up their game because the nucleus of this squad are still there. Uh, uh, there'll be players to come into Celtic, players to go. But you have to say the level of consistency over the, the last few years has been absolutely remarkable. I've got to say, Alex, so I, I think you're right. But I think the the teams have upped their game this season. I, I think when yeah, you look at Kilmarnock... They have to do it more, Mark. I'll tell you uh, why. Because that, they didn't play well again today and they still managed to they get They still it. managed to win. But I think that's because teams have upped their game. Since the, the first year when Brendan Rodgers came in and Celtic blew everybody away, I think teams have upped their games. Kelly have Aberdeen consistently get to finals. Rangers certainly upped their game. But Celtic always seem to find a way And that's why I, I'm saying I don't think this season's treble Should be any less remarkable Than the first season's treble They've found a way to do it And a different style how to do it You'll never walk alone rings out Around this famous old stadium You won't be surprised to hear That to my left it is empty The Hearts fans came in their numbers They backed their team ever so well They were proud of their efforts But they go home and now it's party time for these Celtic players and fans. And you on the line if you want to join us. 0141951125. Let's do that right now and speak to Alec, who's a Celtic fan. Hi, lads. How are we doing? Hi, Alec. Hi, uh, this evening. To- totally ecstatic, mate. Totally ecstatic. Obviously, like you say, quite emotional. Uh, this is this is our, our Lisbon Lions moment. I phoned last year when I was on holiday and obviously I spoke to Hugh after we'd done the, treble, the double treble and who told me to calm down we're never going to see this again I'm 47 years of age I'm not taking nothing for granted I have been spoiled as a Celtic fan and every time the celebrations you never it's one thing you'll never ever get fed up with Austin Edward today scored two brilliant goals We Lenny came in when Brendan left Brendan started it all the players were devastated We Lenny came in and lifted everybody it wasn't pretty but you know what were there and I says during the week that I, I, I nailed my flag to the mast that I want Neil Lennon to get the job I think that it, it's, it should be his now it should be his well Evans, when you talk about periods of domestic dominance yeah. we know that Celtic came with their nine in a row and Rangers matched their nine in a row and Celtic are going to try to get nine and ten this time around but the overall domestic picture the cup competitions taken into account this is one of the most convincing periods of domestic dominance our game's ever seen 
Yeah, I, I agree with Alec. I don't think it, the, the, the treble treble will ever be done again. Uh, now, it's the next 48 hours that are important. I mean, we've had a, a joke at Neil Lennon's expense that he's going to Sinatra's in Marbella. But that's because Neil Lennon announced that to the world. So we know that's where he's going. But he's available for the rest of the evening and tomorrow. And I think Celtic have got to show their hand over the next 48 hours. Any delay for longer than that period and you're opening yourself to allegations of are you sure you know what you want? Because time is of the essence for Celtic. So I think a decision has to be taken in the next 48 hours. One way or another, Alec has nailed his colours to the mast. He says it must be Neil Lennon for him. I guarantee you before six o'clock, someone will call here and say it must not be Neil Lennon. The people who are in charge, Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell, I think within the next 48 hours, surely have to announce what is happening, whether yeah, it's I'm Neil Lennon or someone else. On the pitch today, Gordon DL, Alec quite rightly points out the contribution of Odson Edward. He's the £9 million man, but what happens when you get a transfer tag like that? Sometimes it's a burden, sometimes it's used as a stick for people to beat you with. How often do we hear it? Oh, Odson Edward doesn't look like a £9 million man today. However, up until 60 minutes on the clock, you barely saw him. big players produce big moments and that's what we saw from him today well I said at half time Gordon that uh, Neil Lennon will have a word with one or two players and I think Edward would have been probably one of those but when you go one behind and you've got a player of his quality you know you've always got a chance and the minute you've got to say I thought his, his second goal was terrific what a finish one and one no doubt and there's no doubt in my mind when he was going through the ball's going in the back of the net but the credit that I've got to give him the pressure he must have been under standing there to take that penalty kick. One, you've had a poor game, so your confidence isn't sky high. You're 1-0 down. This might be the chance. If you don't score it, you might lose the Scottish Cup here. And all of a sudden, it's going to be, you know, all about Edward. But how he put that ball away, and the goalkeeper made a, a great effort, but it was a terrific penalty, you've got to say. And then his second goal, icing on the cake, wins the treble treble. Uh, Mark Wilson, if we analyse it as a football game, let, let's take a step back from the big picture for a second. Hearts are built around being so solid defensively. We spoke about Christoph Berra, we spoke about John Suter, and in the end, it was actually a soft centre that was their undoing. Yeah, it certainly was, and that was a surprising thing. First of all, I think Craig Levine has to take huge credit with how he set Hearts up, and he set them up to press Celtic, and he set them up to take the game to Celtic when the opportunities arose. They got the first goal, but just couldn't uh, hold on long enough. But in terms of the second goal, Edward going through, Christoph Bear actually comes across to challenge him, and Edward tries to pin him. The ball gets a break, and... By the time Lustig puts the ball through, it looks like Berra's a bit laboursome to get back into his position. But Edward doesn't. Edward realises what's happening. Alex Ray pointed yep. out during the commentary. And it's a terrific finish. So, frustrating from a heart's point of view defensively, they've been terrific all season. But it was the undoing in the end today. Alex Ray, does that match your assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think Celtic were flat on the day, Gordon. But what, it doesn't really matter. We can talk about analysis and we can talk about how they play or they don't play. The idea about this whole thing is to get over the line. They've done it uh, comfortable again. And I have to say, as I said in commentary when we were kind of running through, Edward's movement's brilliant. He's the first guy to come alive. Berra is, is so far out of position. The young boy, Suter, doesn't recognise it. There's the spaces of danger. He then man marks the guy on the right-hand side and he just walks his through. But 
when you're going bearing down and goal in a 1v1 the composure to wrap that past the goalkeeper in there was a terrific strike and, and we're talking about big moments and big games and that's the reason why you pay that kind of uh, fee Gordon he's 23 goals now this season it's a brilliant return for me he's still learning his trade as an out and out number 9 and he will get better because he's just a young guy you know kind of learning the game as a, a, a you know Celtic Final word to you Alec on the line before we let you go well I'm just about to get my waterproof stone myself my two daughters are going to be marching down to the Gallagher to see the lads coming in the open top bus and I can't wait <laughs> well enjoy your night Alec I'm sure you won't be alone it's 01419511025 if you want to join us let's speak to Brenda in Erskine what did you make of it today Brenda? Hi there I'll, honestly I'm just absolutely I want to first honestly give credit to Hearts because they played a fantastic game they really did the pressure was in the first half and I thought I really was nervous okay so First of all, get that out of the way. Hi, guys. Sorry, this is my first call. Nervous. Ah, welcome. <laughs> Hi, So, what I just wanted to say was that um, they always, Celtic always kind of, you know, they always turn up. So, I thought, the first half I was very nervous, as I said. And um, oh, I'm going all kind of emotional now because this will never happen in my lifetime again. But my sons are there at the game. And obviously, I'm happy for them. So, but Brenda, take us through, take us through the emotions. Take us through the emotions of it, Brenda. When that heart goal hits the back of the net, do you think this is maybe it? This is this is the spell broken. This is the run coming to an end. Did you feel the worst? I did, yes, because we have a we have a WhatsApp um, female Celtic fan group. So we were all like, oh my goodness. So. We did think that, um, I did, honestly, Hearts were brilliant in the first half and their tactics, everything was absolutely spot on. Brenda, but you're... What I will say, sorry? Sorry, Brenda, I was going to say no. you're, you're right to be emotional because mm -hmm. in football... Nice to speak to you, Hugh. Thank you, Brenda. <laughs> I've heard your voice for years. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Brenda. You're right to be emotional because in football, you take your great moments and you mm -hmm. savour them mm -hmm. because yeah. I'm sure Brenda that you've known worse years with Celtic as a supporter Absolutely. and your yeah. sons have come yeah. back despondent mm -hmm. so when it's the good mm -hmm. moments Brenda you enjoy it to the full yeah. thank you Hugh and do you know what I'm a, from a family of seven and my dad my wee dad passed away the same time as uh, wee Jinky and um, you know we have a lot of um, emotion going on just now but what I will say is, I just want to mention, if you before I go, right, if you don't mind, Kenny from the other night on the phone in, from you spoke about David and Goliath. Is that okay to speak yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I remember it. I remember right? it well. So you said you said that seventy-five percent of fans would would want change, right? So I my my thoughts on that are yes, um, just. I'm sorry, but you have to get used to the fact that we are the best team in Scotland. <laughs> sorry. Well, that's the reality. There is no, there's no apology, Brenda. I think that's, that is the reality of it. Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray mentioned it, and we, you can't ignore it. This is a period of serious, serious domestic dominance. You credit Celtic for that, and you lay the challenge out there for anyone else who wants to come and end it. When you have a club like Celtic, it matters to everyone. Brenda's the mammy and Scottish mammies are unbelievable and 
Mammies love Celtic And daddies love Celtic And granddads And your uncle And everybody in the family It's a family affair mm-hmm. So when Nights like this come along Brenda is entitled to be emotional And uh, I bet she can't wait Till her boys get back home Absolutely. And they'll okay. have a great night tonight OK, thank you very much to Brenda. It's 01419511025 if you want to join us. What did you make of the game today? What about the season as a whole? Where do Celtic and where do the rivals go from here as well? Get all your thoughts into us. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. All quiet now at the National Stadium. It wasn't quite the case about 45 minutes to an hour ago. It finished Hearts 1, Celtic 2. It was an Odson Edouard double on the day. He was the match winner. Celtic had to come from behind to win another Scottish Cup, another domestic trophy, which rounds off that treble treble, as I'm sure you all know by now. We are wanting to hear from you, of course, 0141-951-1025. Gordon DL's here with me, Gordon Duncan at Hamden. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are in the warmth of the studio as well. By the way, it's a bit, it's a bit colder than Scottish Cup final day tends to yeah, be. Yeah, we're usually, so we're thinking we're about usually you three looking back at the sun, but unfortunately <laughs> we've had rain today, Gordon, but it's not spoiled an exciting now, day. Craig Levine is doing his post-match media conference at mm. the moment, so hopefully we're going to hear from him. We'll try our best to hear from Neil Lennon as well, but as you can appreciate, uh, it's a very busy day and we go off there at six o'clock. Let's go straight back to the phones. Callum is a Celtic fan from Greenock. What's on your mind after that, Callum? Um, hi, Gordon. Hi, guys. Um, what's in my mind is I think I'm absolutely delighted with today. As Hugh said, this will probably never be done again. So it's important that every Celtic supporter savours it because it's such a great achievement. Um, what I wanted to talk about was Neil Lennon. I've been a wee bit sceptical as to whether Neil should get the job, to be honest. But his performances, as Alex Ray have said, haven't been great. But for me, today, he gets the club... And over the next two years, the main priority is for Celtic to try and get this 10 in a row. And if there's any manager that can that knows what it takes, it's Neil Lennon. He knows how to win leagues. He gets the club. And for me, he's the ideal candidate now, and he has to get it, as you said, in the next 48 hours. Yeah, I think the club must jump one way or the other, Callum. If they don't want Neil Lennon, it's only fair on Neil Lennon to tell them now that they've made up their mind and then to tell the Celtic supporters which direction they are taking. But I think if you don't do it in 48 hours, bearing in mind that Brendan Rodgers left last February, if you don't do it the next 48 hours, it would hint to indecision. You're not quite sure where to go. Now, Dermot Desmond's in town. We saw him at the game today. Peter Lawwell is there. Surely, within the next 48 hours, a decision as important as this, Celtic have to make a declaration. Just to be clear, Callum, Callum, talk us through your, your thought process. Though, when you say that you know your, your sort of mind's made up, was it all hinging on today for you? Then D- does that mean with you know half an hour to go, you didn't think Neil Lennon was a man for the job, but up pops Odds and Edward, and now you do, or is it a longer process? I've been, I've been kind of changing my mind, kind of on a, week, a weekly basis, Gordon. I've been the games obviously since Neil took over, the Livingston game and Aberdeen games at home are particularly flat. But I think obviously it's been a hard um, time for Neil to come in having inherited Brendan's team and to be honest with you I think he's merited it he's got us across the line in the league albeit not in the, the greatest fashion but today he did the job he changed things at half time he made the right subs he was proactive today and for me he gets the club and that's the main thing over these next two years ten in a row is the thing that all Celtic supporters want more than anything and he gets that he gets that more than more than any other candidate for me and I think for that reason alone mm. and the fact that he's proven he can do the job he deserves it and he, he should get it in the next 48 hours as you said 
Yeah, Mark Wilson, it is an interesting one because mm. if you look at the the performances and many people are pointing out they, they don't think that they've, they've been great. In the bigger picture, no one is going to remember them. No one, no one looks back and says, oh yeah, that was the year they got the treble treble and, and, and only performed at 7 out of 10 every week. Mm. That, that's no. not the way the conversation goes. However, where you are, you've got every right to be concerned if you think that it is a sign of things to come. If you feel it's a sign that the domination can't continue under Neil Lennon but uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, of course but you got to remember the first half of the season was very similar I mean probably only a handful of performances that you could say Celtic were at their outstanding best under Brendan Rodgers they started the season pretty flat as well you know um, you know defeats um, it's particularly against Hibs is the one that keeps springing to mind with me was particularly poor I think that was one of the, the worst ones of the season so it's not only the second half of the season and Neil Lennon and that's why I said it's so impressive with this Celtic team but I'm not being at their best they've still won games and won the important games you know when it really mattered uh, and I'm not taking anything away from Rangers winning you know a couple of weeks ago but when it really mattered when Neil came in at first and he had to win the Rangers game at Celtic Park weren't they at the best but they won with a last-minute goal today. Again, weren't at their best, but they find a way of winning. So it's been the full season, not just the second half of the season. And that's why I says I thought it was unfair, the criticism that was directed Neil's way, because it was before him. But he's he's got them over the line and what I think is the toughest part of the season, where you need to win the games to secure league titles, where you need to win cup finals. To you know, to, right. to get historic trebles—that's the most difficult part of the season. Well, see, when, see, when you look at the actual st- stats, Hugh, out of the fourteen games, I think it's something like ten wins, three draws, and one defeat against Rangers. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You look at that, and you speak about the business end of the season. This guy's managed to go. Calm's come on, and they're, so, they're, they're changing their, their mind every week. I keep going back to the point of where is the loyalty to a guy who's done it so far? He's actually stepped up to the plate. He's got him over the line. He's done his remit. So for me, he has to be in the the front seat to get yeah. that job, box seat. I, I mean, we haven't heard from Dermot Desmond or Peter Lowell. Therefore, we can't accuse them of disloyalty. I just think that Neil Lennon has been given scant regard by an element of the Celtic support who declared themselves early on and said, we don't want them, we want uh, a bigger name. That's That's really the crux of the matter. They want a bigger name. But Callum on the line highlights the, the localised nature of the job here for Celtic. Callum's shown himself, shown his hand right yeah. away. And it's the hand that all Celtic supporters, I believe, would show you. They only want 10 in a row. And Neil Lennon, as Callum said, Neil Lennon gets it. And he gets what it means to the Celtic supporters. And that, I think he is in pole position. I think that something must happen in the next 48 hours... Otherwise, it's disrespectful to Neil Lennon and it hints at indecision on the part of the Celtic hierarchy and that's why I think something will be said of an official nature within 48 hours. Callum, how do you look ahead to next season, the manager aside, because it could be a big period of change regardless. We saw Mikel Lustig lifting the trophy yeah. with Scott Brown. Callum, is, is, is that his goodbye? Uh, you know, obviously a terrific servant to the club, won a number of trophies, various loan players still to go back, futures uncertain there as well. So how do you feel about the bigger picture going forward, Callum? I think there has to be a clear out. You're spot on. I think we need a new right back to you. Right, Lustig today, I think, is a farewell. I think we need another centre-half to go alongside Christopher Ayer, who's been brilliant this season, but I think an experienced head alongside him would help him progress even further. 
in terms of the midfield, you could make a wee change or two in there, maybe back up in the wide areas, especially if Sinclair staying. And I think, obviously, with the um, situation with Lee Griffiths, we don't know if he's going to be back anytime soon. I think another striker is necessary because, obviously, if Edward was to get an injury, you need someone who can step in there, who's going to get you goals and who you can hang your hat on, rather than taking a gamble and playing someone who's not a striker through the middle. So there's a big clear-out um, on the agenda. And I think, as I've said, Neil gets it, as, as I said to Hugh there, and I think he he knows what he would need to do to get this team over the line next season and beyond. I think he would be able to be the man to have be in charge of that clear-out because he's won leagues before. He knows what it takes to win this league. And for me, he's the man who I would like to trust with this clear-out. Now, bigger names like David Moyes have been linked, but for me, I don't think that's what the Celtic support want. Um, Rafa Benitez and Jose Mourinho, maybe yes. But again, for me, that's pie in the sky. That's not going to happen. For me, it's got to be Neil now. He's earned the right. And for me, he should be in charge of this clear-out. At Gordon Deal, we shouldn't really forget Hearts part in this mm-hmm. afternoon. They set up magnificently. We spoke in the first half, so disciplined tactically, knew their jobs inside out, made life really difficult for Celtic. Take the lead. And if you're looking for standouts, what about 16-year-old mm. Arn Hickey at left-back? We yeah. spoke about him going up against the best player in the country this season in James Forrest. James Forrest r- rarely got by him. The boy was dead in his feet with 15, 20 minutes to go. And surprisingly to us, Hearts made the other changes. They couldn't bring him off. He was signalling to the bench. He could barely run. Um, but he, he performed ever so well. Not the outcome he wanted, but still a day he'll remember forever. Yeah, I looked at him after 60, 62 minutes in the clock, Gordon. I remember looking up because I was looking at the young boy. He was right in front of us. And he was struggling. In fact, at one point, he was actually waving over to the manager to say, get me off the pitch, I'm really under <laughs> and pressure. he brought here. someone else off. <laughs> and he kept making substitutions. And the young boy's looking over if they say, right, it must be my turn soon. And then he realised, no, I need to go the full distance. I thought that young boy for 16 was terrific. Hearts under Craig Levine have come in for a bit of criticism because of their, their poor form. Today, in a cup final, I'll give Craig Levine a lot of credit. I don't think Hearts could have done anything else today. I thought the you know their tactics were spot on. They got that first goal. Unfortunately, on another day, probably that would have went on to win them the cup. But they come up they came up against a Celtic team that don't know defeat. Mm. They really don't know defeat. Whether they're playing good, bad, or indifferent. And when they went one one, Gordon, you know they're going to finish us. You know that they, that you could just see the lift in the Celtic supporters, the players, even Neil Lennon. You could see all of a sudden the body language changing and you knew that Celtic were going to get that chance. And as I said, when that Edward went through 1-1 with the goalkeeper, oh, what a finish. Only one winner and it deserved to win the Scottish Cup. But you've got to give lots of credit to Craig Levine and Hearts. I thought they were excellent today. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need to get in touch. In fact, it's the number Mary in Cardonald dialed. What did you make of that today, Mary? I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'm on here to congratulate the team, but also my main point is Neil Lennon. I've been coming on here for years. As Neil Lennon is a player, he left. He came back as a manager. He left. He's come back again when a manager left. He's halfway through the season. In February, and Neil Lennon's come in and picked up where he left off. It was not all about money. See when you pull a jumper on for Celtic, you play for the club, you don't follow the money. And I think Neil Lennon should get the job because he's played for his played for this team. He's played his heart out. You can see it. That's all he wants. He just wants Celtic to win. Nothing to do with the money. It's the badge, and that's what you play for when you play for Glasgow Celtic. Okay. We never won against the other mob. Let them have the we win because we've won everything. We've won it today and we've won it in style and we won we won it under Neil Lennon, nobody else. 
the crux of the matter, Gordon, is that on the day that Brendan Rodgers left, what would have happened to Celtic had Neil Lennon not been available? You know, people always say, well, John Kennedy would have taken over. John Kennedy has no managerial experience. He was a wonderful young player whose career was tragically short, but he has no managerial experience at the highest level. Damien Duff would have been there, would have had his input, all very well and good. But Celtic could have been left in a position where they'd gone from Brendan Rodgers to a managerial duo who had no managerial experience at all. So it was Celtic's great good fortune that Neil Lennon was there. The club, he kept stable when there was room for the club to be destabilised in the wake of the departure of such a figure as Brendan Rodgers. And he immediately set about the tough games. Hearts at Tynecastle, Edward Goal again, Hibbs in the Cup at Easter Road, Forest and Brown. And he started with the Rangers game too at Celtic Park. James Forrest, last minute goal. So Neil Lennon kept it going. And as Alex said, he's had 10 wins, three draws, yes. and one defeat. So Neil Lennon deserves the gratitude of the Celtic supporters, young and old. I think Dermot Desmond only appears in town when something absolutely radical has to happen. He was here when Ronnie Dyla was got rid of. And the moves were started to bring Brendan Rodgers in. And I think Dermot Desmond is in Glasgow this weekend for one purpose and one purpose only. And that is to declare, I think, that Neil Lennon will be the Celtic manager. The potential problem for Neil Lennon, Mark Wilson, I say potential problem, is that even those who don't want him to be manager, no one, no one doubts the fact that he means a lot to the club and the club means a lot to him and he gave everything as a player and he gave everything as a coach. Those who don't want him to take over, they don't even doubt that. Everyone knows that. It's just whether there's something else missing. Something else missing from from the team, the way they're playing, Gordon, just now. No, no from the from the, the equation, from, yeah. from, from 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 the question of who who to appoint. Yeah, well, uh, of course, but I mean, I can't get away from the fact that when you're when you're looking to appoint a manager, you you don't need to go to exotic places and exotic leagues to get the man to do the right job if you've got him already in place. Um, and it's I, I think even with this cup win today there'll still be a big division in the Celtic fans over this. I'm actually surprised that we haven't had a call yet, like you said, that someone's saying, brilliant achievement, but we would rather someone else, because that is the feeling in the lead up to this game. But for me, I think if Neil's come in and ticked all the boxes, and has done it before, remember, mm. he's done it before with Celtic, why wouldn't you want him to be the manager to take them on for this ninth title? Okay, thank you, Mary. 01419511025. We're going to hear from Craig Levine, and he's coming up. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon Diel joining me, Gordon Duncan, here at a quiet Hamden Park. It wasn't quiet this afternoon, it was rocking, in fact. It was a fantastic occasion, a wonderful Scottish Cup final in terms of the atmosphere and the spectacle. For so long, it looked like it would be a wonderful Scottish Cup final for Hearts, but Celtic had other ideas, and so did Odson Eduard. He scored twice in the second half to seal the Scottish Cup for Neil Lennon and Celtic. As is often the case on occasions like this, the winning manager is a little bit busy. So let's hear from the runner-up. Here's what Craig Levine had to say at Fulton. Terribly disappointed to end up on the losing side. I'm very proud of the way the players performed today. I feel the pain that they feel and uh, supporters feel as well. 
it's especially annoying when you look at the goals and it's a, a penalty and, and the way you defend for the, the final goal. Yeah, well, we'd, you know, we defended extremely well the whole match, uh, apart from a couple of occasions. The difficulty, of course, is when you play against opposition who have very, very good players, then they tend to punish you. And our plan today was to try, if possible, not to, to give up any opportunities. And but that was going particularly well. As I say, I, I, it's very difficult for me to be critical at all of, of anybody. I thought they all tried ever so hard to implement the game plan. They did the run-in that they needed to do. Showed good composure when we got in decent areas. I, I feel extremely disappointed for, for everybody associated with the club. You said in the build-up, Craig, you felt that you had this team had a big performance and could they have done any more? Yeah, maybe not made a couple of mistakes or, or little things, but nothing that involved their effort, the, the way they tried to play the game. I can't think of anything that, that uh, you know, I said to them before the game, don't, don't have any regrets. Do you have any reason to contest the penalty or what? Uh, I haven't actually seen it, and uh, Bobby did say that he'd he had come out and, and hesitated, and I think that was the, the the biggest problem he felt. If he'd kept going, he might have been able to to, to get to the ball. Some of the lads are saying that, that you know Edward saw it coming, but listen, that's footballing. So, so I'm no I'm not going to sit here after. After that game, and criticise the referee at all, or, or anything about you know, criticise Celtic players either. So, here's the problem, Gordon DL for Hearts on a day like today. There's a school of thought that if you're going to beat Celtic in a Scottish Cup final, you have to be at your best, and they have to have an off day. Celtic probably did have an off day. Hearts were good, and yet it still wasn't enough. That is the challenge for teams who want to try and end Celtic's domestic dominance. Yeah, I think uh, I can feel Craig Levine's pain there. He's really hurting because he knows his players, Gordon, gave so much to this cup final. And when they go one up, you've got so much hope. You're right, they've got to try and stop Celtic playing, stop them creating chances. Hearts have made two mistakes today. I thought the goalkeeper hesitated. I think he's got to come all the way. And here's some breaking news coming out of Celtic. Neil Lennon has been offered the job as permanent Celtic manager. The details will be confirmed in the coming days, but no hanging around. Celtic are delighted to announce, they say, Neil Lennon has been offered the job after winning the Scottish Cup this afternoon. Huge news coming out of the club on a big day for the club, Hugh Keevans. Dermot Desmond's presence in Glasgow always signified that a decision was about to be taken. I congratulate Neil Lennon. Yep. I assume that Neil Lennon, being Neil Lennon, and about to celebrate uh, the 20th anniversary of signing for Celtic as a player from Leicester City, will take the job because mm. when Neil Lennon says Celtic is his club, mm. he means it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Hugh Haven, sorry, I can tell you that Peter Lawwell is currently downstairs announcing to the media at the National Stadium that Neil Lennon has indeed been offered that Celtic job. Neil Lennon himself is down in the tunnel area at the moment doing some of his post-match media duties. He started those interviews as the uh, interim Celtic manager. He'll finish them as the permanent Celtic manager. Well, this will open up a whole... Mm. Discussion on the matter, Gordon, you and I and Alec will attend to that Monday evening on Super Scoreboard. Uh, but I think it's the respectful way to treat Neil Lennon. I think that Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell have given him his place in his moment of glory. They have allowed him to go away for a few days now to reflect uh, and be grateful. Not many yep. men become the manager of Celtic twice. Billy McNeil did it, and Billy McNeil 
did not too bad a job with it because he won the centenary double for Celtic when he came back from Manchester and Aston Villa so I congratulate Neil Lennon on two things today I congratulate him on winning the Scottish Cup and I congratulate him on reassuming the job as Celtic manager and now the next two years of his life will be the hardest two years of his life I mean Peter Lowell was asked if Neil Lennon had accepted the job to which he replied oh you'll have to ask Neil and the details will be confirmed (laughs) in the coming days I mean I, I assume that's that's a yes. Surely we're not going to get some dramatic. We're yeah. not going to get a dramatic knockback, are we? No, not a so chance. Neil Lennon would not embarrass Celtic in that fashion. You know, Peter Lawwell would not go in front of the media unless he knew for sure that Neil was going to publicly accept the job. And uh, now, wow, I'd love to be in Sinatra's in Marbella. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get back to the phone lines. It's 141951 at 1025 certainly time to squeeze in more on the phones I'm sure Gerald's and Bishop Briggs Gerald you're first up you're the first man to react to that news that Neil Lennon is going to be the permanent Celtic manager what do you make of it? Well I'm not happy Um, I was originally phoning up to talk about something positive Uh, Christopher Ayer's performance not only today but in recent weeks Um, and I don't know the wind has been taken out my sails. I and my friends who have been watching the cup final today were hoping for the victory, which we've got. But that is... Oh. Why are you against this, Gerald? Just out of curiosity, can you enlighten us a little bit? Alec, well... Where did I begin? I mean, standards have been set. Mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers has been a manager for the last two and a half years. We've won trophy after trophy. Players that were at the club for years suddenly took on a, a new turn. Um, and the performances since Lennon has come in have been poor, to say the least. We've managed to win most games, but almost by the skin of our teeth. And this, to me, doesn't set the scene for the next two years. The next two years are the most important two years for Celtic supporters. And, and nothing against Neil Lennon. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, Gerald. I was just going to say, there, Hugh, there is the strength of the feeling. Gerald yeah, has yeah, had absolutely. the wind knocked out of his yeah. sails on the day the treble, tre- in fact, an hour after the yeah. treble treble was clinched. I, I, I guaranteed you, the, before the programme ended, there would be a call to say, I don't want Neil Lennon. Now, for me, the problem is that Brendan Rodgers set such high standards and Gerald's absolutely correct that players who hadn't looked so great Scott Brown first among them uh, took on a new lease of life under Brendan Rodgers and the football that Celtic played particularly in the invincible season was of the highest calibre possible I can only say in Neil Lennon's defence that now he's no longer walking in another man's shoes and now that he owns his own shoes there will be changes in personnel, approach, attitude. And I've said before, I agree with Gerard 100%, the next two years of his life are the most important because the man who fails to deliver 10 in a row will not receive any sympathy yep. whatsoever from the Celtic okay, fans. Hugh, let me stop you right there because we're fast running out of time. Let's quickly hear from Celtic's chief executive, Peter Lowell. I'm delighted to announce that... Um 
After today's events, we've uh, offered Neil Lennon the job to be the permanent Celtic manager. So we're absolutely delighted. Fantastic day, fantastic achievement. Today, probably never to be repeated. So Neil, in our uh, moment of need, uh, stood up to the plate. He's done a fantastic job in difficult circumstances. And really, when you look at his credentials, he's a, he's a Celtic man. He's made for Celtic. And there we have it, the breaking news coming from the National Stadium on the day. Celtic beat Hearts by two goals to one and clinched the treble treble as Neil Lennon will be the Celtic permanent manager. Hugh Evans, let's try and sum all that up for us. Well, a historic day, the treble treble. Peter Lawwell thinks it will never be done again. I agree with Peter Lawwell. Historic day for Neil Lennon, only the second man to become the Celtic manager for a second time. And now he faces the incredible, unenviable job of having to get Celtic 10 in a row because that is the holy grail for the Celtic supporters. Tonight's celebrations will be long and lavish. The name of Odson Edward will be celebrated in style. But then nine in a row is an absolute prerequisite and Brendan Rodgers has gone and it's now Neil Lennon's responsibility up against a Stephen Gerrard Rangers who are only one transfer window away from being formidable challengers to Celtic next season. A day to take the breath away. Yep, it was a day that promised high drama and it delivered. Celtic come from behind to win the Scottish Cup, win the treble treble and then announce Neil Lennon as the new manager. That means Monday's show is a must listen. So make sure you join myself, Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray. Cassie is up next on the GBX. One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.